Hello and welcome to The Beaten Track. I'm Joe Bullock and as always I'm joined by Louis Baker. Hello Joe, It's um, it's been a little while since we've done one of these. Yes, it's been a very, very long time, but we've still got it. We've, we've still got it, we're going to prove to you all we can still do it. Yeah, that podcasting zest, it just runs through our veins. Yeah, they can try and stop us, but they will never take it away. Yes, and... This week, we are doing a rather seminal post-punk album, I would say. We're doing an album that I think is just the best. I think it's, I just think it's so good. And I've, I've enjoyed, yeah, going back to it and, 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 and writing about it, but mainly just, just listening to it and enjoying it because it, it, it just is one of those records that sounds great and, and, and is great, looks great as well. Uh, in terms of album cover, we should probably say what it is. Um, we're doing Gang of Four Entertainment exclamation mark is with is on that's the important bit at the end of the record. Which is yeah, frequently cited as quite a kind of important post-punk album, I would say. And it's a very, in my experience listening to it, kind of very finely distilled kind of punk record, really. It's just this thudding, catchy bass and jagged guitars. And it's everything you kind of associate with with post-punk, I suppose, in just dialed up to eleven and um great songwriting mm. and it's not um, well. I I do have reservations. I have to say, look, I know this, is mm. early, but it isn't one of my favourites in the genre. I would say. Um, I mean, we've done. I guess we've done au pairs and maybe a few other sort of things that we class as post punk. And I think what I've boiled it down to is is because I don't. And this is completely unrelated, but it's because I don't like the fall. And I think it's a similar thing, <laughs> where like. I get about, yeah. like, I really like this album, but I get about, like, nine songs in, and then I'm like, I, I'm kind of checked out. I'm like, okay, I, I've, I've had I've had mm. it. Like, that's all I need. It, it's mm. very, it feels quite repetitive in certain aspects. Yeah. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I think that if you don't like this sound, then maybe it would be hard to see maybe other angles of from what you could like about it because like you said there is this particularly on this record gang of four kind of this a sense of minimalism to what they're doing um in terms of the the sort of instrumentation you've got the yeah these kind of very plodding bass lines and frenzied drumming and then guitar work that is um mechanical and violent and 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 sort of um yeah really sort of jerky and aggressive and, and fantastic but yeah i guess if that sound is yeah you're not quite into that then then the, there might not be another route into the record too much um but i love it so it's okay so there yeah, you go that's all you need. 
um yeah there's a sort there's a certain not just the vocals there's a certain monotone uh nature to a lot mm. of it and it is reflected in the mix of the album which is everything is kind of at this same level basically everything is so clear and i do really appreciate that aspect of the production because it just kind of brings out how strong like a lot of the songs are and um mm. yeah it is kind of violent and robotic like you said um and very rhythmically tight um it does have a few of those kind of improvisational type sounds to like some of the solos and stuff but it is a very restrained um sort of satirical caustic album about like mm. modern life and capital and the market i suppose and consumerism yeah. it's, it's very um I don't know if I just, it, it does no, you're right. It's, it, yeah, it, it's got a sense of it. It's both black and white in terms of the music, and also black and white in terms of the, yeah, the 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 lyrical themes. It, it sits a good way of kind of putting it in terms of. Obviously, it was released in 1979, so it kind of sits at that sort of bit between the rejection of, then maybe the nihilism of some of what punk had, had represented and and very much an embracement of ideology and, and um, ideas. And yeah, there's a loads of stuff about commodification and capitalism and the experience and uh, of, of um, human relationships in, in those ways and stuff. And yeah, some fantastic lines, which I'm sure we'll mention about those things. And um, but yeah, that can almost sound off putting the album because there is quite a lot of almost theory in the book. It's done so well and so catchily you know fundamentally it's still a pop record you know the, the songwriting's that good and the songs are that catchy that all those things work so you know it's not just sort of drained in marxism it, it is just it is fun um still um and yeah it's i think we've we've touched on a few punk records but for me i, I you know this kind of gang of four and wire i always put those two together as two kind of bands that um have a similarish sort of sound, and I, I think that this really comes in at the very top of those records. Chairs missing as well as a great wire record, but yeah, I had kind of the fall written down and Joy Division, but this for some reason sounds maybe a little bit different to them. I, I always feel that this is more um, clean cut uh, and, and minimalist than, than than those sorts of things. Uh, but yeah, it's I just think it's a kind of essential, really. Um, yeah, like I said before, the, the, that guitar work is, you know, it's probably been ripped off ever since in terms of the, the way it was done, so visceral and so uh, mechanical and churning, and it's brilliant. Um, and yeah, Mark Commode called this album All Bangers, No Clangers. Um, so I thought that was worth a mention. That's the last word, really, you need. Yeah, yeah. So you got Mark on site. Yeah. It's something um, yeah, and a great album cover, like I mentioned earlier on, uh, an, a, an absolute classic, you know, all in red with these, um, I think it's like a, a depiction of a, a, a cowboy and a, an Indian, isn't it? A sort of crude depiction of the of, the, of, of them two in the, in the corner in these like three little um, pictures. Um, yeah, great, great album cover. I think they were very much involved in making that as well, um, the band uh, themselves. But yeah, do you want to get into the into the music yeah the first song is called ether yeah and a lot of the first tracks i think are great the opening kind of spurts of guitar 
uh, running along with the the bass really kind of set the scene for a lot of the songs on the album. First hints of call and response from the band, which is quite a big part of what they do. Um, they introduced this kind of topic of um, special category uh, prisoners in Northern Ireland. That's kind of the theme uh, of the song. And yeah, these chants of white noise in a white room. It's kind of about paranoia and, and trying to escape and, I love the kind of distance between the instrumentation, not only on this song, but a lot of the songs, there's kind of a distance between it all. But then it'll come together at points and um, they'll all sort of crash together, the bass drums and and, and and guitar sound all at once. And yeah, it's claustrophobic and great. And um, yeah, a, a fantastic, um, yeah, setting the scene as an opener. So it's a good track. Yeah, I think due to how clear everything is in the mix, it's so obvious when something drops out and sort of comes mm. back in. I mean, most of the tracks will have a bit where the drum beat just drops out and then we'll come back in or the bass will sort of alternate slightly or drop out. And it's, yeah, it's very really punctuated and kind of um, powerful. And yeah, this sort of bored, monotone call and response vocal that is satirical and a little... Um, it's it's very British, I think. The sort of mm. uh, I don't know, just I think there's something about it that's just reflecting this kind of general malaise, I suppose, or yeah, but in a quite uh, witty way, I suppose. And you get to the next track, Louis, which is the spanger of the century. It's an amazing song. It's, like, mm. it's the best thing ever. Yeah, Natural's not in it is is great. Again, every opening. Maybe some of the tracks later on, are, 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 we might not talk about as much, but a lot of the first tracks, you just the openings are just fantastic, really jerky opening guitars and this sort of disco funk aggression to the guitars. There is a little bit of an embracement of of, of some other genres like early sort of hip hop and and, and dub um, and, and funk as well. Done very minimal, minimalist, um, I should say. And yeah, the problem of leisure, the problem of uh, Leisure, what to do, what to do for pleasure. I mucked it up, but I mean, what a what a brilliant line! Yeah, and this one really is the at the far end of the kind of pop sensibility of the album. I think, um, mm. whereas some of the other passages and in, in the other songs, they do have that more monotone sense. This one is all it. It has the same vocal stylings, but at the same time, it's like every bridge, every like chorus is so catchy and. Um, just hyped up and sort of amped up and the, the vocals are great. Drums sound absolutely amazing. And then, yeah, it's, again, a a deep kind of, uh, deeply satirical song, mm. uh, you know, about consumerism and it very famously used in Marie Antoinette, the film. And yeah, again, they're sort of a critique, I suppose, but also just the most fun song ever. And I suppose the guitar riff as well in this one is a slightly less mechanical in the sense that you've got these sort of whining half notes and this sort of, this more sort of, yeah, just this loopier sort of stranger um, solos and stuff. But I mean, yeah, the lyrics are a real highlight on this one. Um, the chorus is cool as hell. Like we said before, it's like everything drops out and it just has this, this real yeah. sort of brutal power to it. And uh, yeah, it's my favourite song on the album. It's a great tune, yeah, and like you say, that and just some of the the yeah the lyrics are just brilliant. You know, when when there's this kind of chant, um, sort of back backing vocal chant of 
repackaged sex keeps your interest um that, that, that yeah it's all of it's just brilliant this heaven give me migraine is a another highlight of a, of a lyric on there um yeah it's not my favorite on there but it is probably in the top two or three of on the record of uh for just how brilliant it is and the next track again i think probably worth a mention not great men is brilliant um the bass on this one plods so hard uh, it's kind of ridiculous and yeah it's talking about sort of great man theory and you know the history through a lens of these sort of heroes and stuff but um yeah it's got these brilliant call of responses about sort of no weak men um in the books at home and i love that element of not knowing where the vocals are going to come from in the mix i think that you get that a lot on this record that they kind of come from any direction you're not quite sure who the lead vocalist is and where the back whether the back and vocals are going to come back louder or whatever and that, that really um yeah gives a sense of the unpredictable uh, and, and kind of violent of the record that, that works really well and the hand claps in this one are great yeah sort of like a marxist disco hit um little blurs of organ as well yeah it's just fucking brilliant yeah great song mm. yeah i like the sort of spiky guitar stabs it's just mm. like very just unleashed and yeah i mean i find it's weird because I find the chorus slightly annoying, but I also quite like it. It's 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 an earworm, definitely. Mm. But it has this strolling kind of annoying sense about it, but in a good way. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, Damaged Goods is another, it's one of the more famous songs on the album, I would say. Yeah, probably the most well-known. Um, it's not only has it got sort of call and response vocals, this one has sort of call and response guitar and bass to start with. Um, and yeah, you know, some amazing lyrics, uh, very much about sort of the commodification of human relationships and stuff like that. You know, sometimes I'm thinking that I love you, but I know it's only lust. Just brilliant. And the the sort of awkward you, you mentioned it earlier on the awkward breaks in the songs where something one you know one instrument becomes more isolated and it, what it, what kind of makes the, uh, the 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 songwriting work so well um backing vocals are brilliant on this again you know little hints of things like never saw your body and stuff and things like that um, and we also get a brilliant climax in this song as well where we get the really isolated drums uh, and chanting of damaged goods send them back um and then the, that final climax of I'm kissing you goodbye. Um, it's a brilliant sort of furious ending um, to this track. And yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a highlight. Another one that feels uh, like the actual was a bit more impassioned, even though there is a sense that it's not a particularly emotional album. It does deal with like relationships mm. in quite a, a vivid and striking way. And yeah, the drums are great, especially when they sort of, you have that drum break that sounds a bit more reverb and distant, it just sounds a bit more dampened, and you've got a few more different sort of production quirks going on there. And um, yeah, I mean, one of the other songs I wanted to bring up was uh, I Found That Essence Rare, which uh, I love the 
the slightly clunky lyrics about the bikini at the start of the song and the sort of repetition of that and um it's sort of a yeah i guess a critique of that sort of um liberal sort of sex freedom i suppose and sort of also just a kind of critique of the materialism of it and the idea that a democracy might not be as democratic as I suppose it seems that's the cult sort of but yeah it's a very fun song it's very scratchy almost sort of I don't know all the bikinis and stuff I was sort of thinking like the B-52s or something just the slight campiness of yeah a critique or whatever I really like, enjoyed that one yeah I like that sort of I think the opening line is like see the girl guest dressed on the TV dressed in a bikini she's dressed for the H-bomb or something like that is um, is that opening line it's um, yeah uh, yeah and a, a great tune I think I know Mark Commode said it's it's all bangers and no clangers and I would say that I think, don't think there's um, bad tracks on here but I think it's a little bit there's a little bit less to say about some of the tracks on the second half of the record a little bit I would say um, but um yeah, even tracks like Guns Before Butter, I still think are, are kind of great and have great lines in them. All this talk of blood and iron is the cause of all my shaking um, with a brilliant bass line in it. But yeah, it's probably towards the end of the record. There's a few more um, to talk about. At Home, He's a Tourist um, is a really good one. Um, the guitar work on that one is kind of bewildering and... and um, yeah, it's all about kind of being a spectator in your own in your own sort of life. Um, the chanting of two steps forward, six steps back. Um, he fills his head with culture. He gives himself an ulcer. Uh, just, just really brilliant um, kind of um, refrains that, 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 that yeah worm the way into your mind, like you kind of mentioned before. Um, and the guitar on this is incredible. I liked um, 545 because it did feel yeah. a bit more atmospheric and downbeat. It had a different vibe to the rest of the songs, I thought, so it added like a variation that I quite enjoyed. It was a bit more dissonant with the guitar chords, and then it has this awesome, more chaotic climax because I think a lot of the album feels so sort of pent up and strict almost, and then you have mm. this awesome kind of chaotic ending uh, to that song, uh, which I really enjoyed. I thought it was great. Yeah, um, how can I sit and eat my tea with all that blood flowing from the television um, at a quarter to six or whatever it is? And yeah, the, the kind of thing about you know the spectacle of warfare being all over the t- the TV and stuff. And yeah, really, really, really good. Almost kind of dub drum patterns going on there, and kind of some sinister sounds coming from elsewhere as well. So um, yeah, a little bit of something else for the for the palette I guess and then you come to the final track which mm-hmm. um, I think I said to you is the greatest track of all time which um, I'm, I'm probably going to might even stick by but um, yeah it's Love Like Anthrax is the closer it's a colossus of a, of a, of a track in terms of yeah it kind of begins with this wall of feedback a, a black hole of, of guitar um, for a while, it doesn't seem to want to lift for a while, but then kind of slowly we get this rumbling bass and this these kind of clunky drums and the, the feedback begins to lift a little bit. And then, yeah, we get a um, a double-tracked spoken word kind of um, assault, if you like, where the, the two narratives seem to be, you know, not, you know, one's talking about relationships, the other one's talking about why, Gang of Four don't do love songs and it and it seems as though they're not going to ever cross, but then 
they kind of join together on certain words and certain lines like piss down a drain is the first one that they they, they say together and um yeah it's just a demonic and sinister pit of a song it's really subversive but also catchy and, and brilliant yeah. it's a little absurd but very fun and, and unique like you say it's quite a unique conception for a song and um, yeah kind of yeah i think a rightful classic of the genre really just i prefer a bit of television or something something a bit more like atmospheric and mm. creamy or like joy division or you know it's just i think joy division is a good thing because it 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 really does feel very different to like unknown pleasures, doesn't it? It's got a re- it, it's. Form- I know it's it's got. Sorry, you're quite that. I think Joy Division's a good thing. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought like mentioning Joy Division is a good comparison, is what I meant. I just because I, I just think that these two, yeah, they are kind of the same uh, genre, if you like, and they are very similar. I think they came out maybe in the same year or whatever, but yeah. feels so. Um, yeah, two two very different ways of coming at it, and and yeah, I don't know which one I prefer necessarily because I just think this record is is so um, clean, you know, cutting edge in what it's doing. No, but like you were saying, it's it's the, the departure points, I suppose, of the punk movement and where you go with either sort of the political kind of aspects of the genre or uh, with Joy Division deepening the sort of musical roots of it and exploring. Mm you know atmosphere and tone and in this sort of very much more narrativized sort of way it's very much a self-contained sort of world joy division i think where a gang of four are directly trying to it's kind yeah. of prop type thing it's very much trying to deal directly with an audience uh, mm. in, in a way that you know a lot of other bands aren't uh, trying to so it's a different yeah thing. and i think that joy division were hinting at something that will be explored for a long is still continuing to be explored that kind of side of it whereas Gang of Four probably wrote off anyone that wanted to do this sort of album with this album because that you know they are overtly political um the sound has kind of got that DIY punk kind of thing and yeah they didn't go on and produce a load of other albums that that are, are, are greatly notable and and yeah I guess this kind of direction is maybe been completed by this record, whereas Joy Division's kind of hints at the more atmospheric and where that might take us has, has, has gone down lots of different routes. But um, this route was quickly finished off by they producing a, a record that was this good straight away. Um, so, yeah, I think it's great. Um, 10 out of 10, um, back of the net, 1-0. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Do you have a quiz or anything, Louis? I do have a quiz. Have you got a quiz? No, I'm afraid not. I have got... Well, I thought we'd been away for a little while, so I thought I'll come back with an up-down, side-to-side, higher or lower pitchfork album reviews. But there there is a difference. I thought I'll do albums that, uh, like entertainment, have red album covers, and and, and we can can see how they get on. So... um, there's always an album from which all things flow from, and that week this that will be entertainment this week. So on a, on a retrospective review, do you want to guess what Pitchfork gave it? The difficult Pitchfork with the retrospective reviews because some of them are just straight up tens, and then some of them mm. are just like a really odd in between score. Yeah, like an eight point two or something. I'm gonna guess that this one is one of the in between, like an eight point. I'm gonna go eight point two actually. It got a nine point five, which oh. feels they might as they might as well have given it a ten, but. Um, but yeah, that's what they that's what they gave it. So. But also, on a side note, they did put it above 
unknown pleasures in the greatest albums of the 1970s. So just saying, mm. I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, one can I, above. Can I make a notable announcement to the podcast? Yes. Okay, so I'd like to retract something I, I said on, or a ranking that I made on a previous episode. Wow. Yeah, it's a big event. But speaking of Joy Division, I've since listened to Closer a, a lot more times. And I have to say it is a better album than Unknown Pleasures. My yeah, ranking was, that... was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. It's good to see that you've come around to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what I said originally. Yeah, you, you were right. Well, I forgot. well, I often am. So, here we go. Up, down, side to side. So, uh, yeah, I've got a collection of, of classic albums with red um, ish album cover. So the first one we're going to go for is Talking Heads seventy seven. Again, obviously a retrospective one. This one, higher, lower, side to side. What are we thinking? In my opinion, it's got to be lower because it is a worse album. Um, mm. Quite clearly, you'd be right. <laughs> you'd be right. Eight point six. Um, they gave they gave to that one, which it's is generous. Quite a generous score, I think. I don't yeah. know. It's not my favourite Talking Heads album. But... Okay, next one. What about White Blood Cells, The White Stripes? Right. Well, I remember when we did White Stripes, the sort of Pitchfork album reviews to sort of go downhill to the point where Elephant's like quite negative. Oh, yeah, Elephant's like six point something, yeah. I think White Blood Cells they liked quite a lot. But wait, what was going for again? Nine points. 9.5, so it's quite a high one. Oh, I'll go lower then. 9.0 for that one, yeah, 9.0. Okay, next we're gonna go for Fiona Apple. When the porn? Mm, yeah, um, a lower. classic. You'd be correct. Nine point four, point wow. one of a pitchfork below. Yeah. There you go. And finally, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's higher. That's a ten. It is a ten. I knew. I knew I wouldn't catch you up with that one. Yeah, yeah. I think you might have got all of them correct there. Yeah, first time yeah. ever, I think. But there nine point five was quite a big one to start with. If you know what I mean, it's true. It makes it it's true. Easy, it's true. But I thought I'd go with it because I pick. I'd be able to pick like just really good albums with sort of red uh, album covers. There are a few that were missing there. There's there's a couple of Cure albums and um, Amnesiac and things like that that, that all got red. Mm, uh, yeah. Red covers. I'm sure there's more that I couldn't even think of. Um, yeah, I remember there's quite a few albums with red album covers. That is true. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. That thus concludes um, entertainment and our our long-awaited return to the pod. We keep returning. We need to stay. But, yeah, yes, we need to stay. But there's been some exciting musical developments whilst you've been away. So we've got some catching up to do on on certain albums and stuff, haven't we? So. Maybe that will inspire us. Yeah, lots of stuff to talk about. Anyways, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you next time.